Yours okay? Thank you, Rabbi David, for your very, very exaggerated introduction. We find ourselves on the cusp of Yom Yerushalayim, Chav Ches and I was asked to say a few words, not because of any particular expertise that I possess, Simply, as was mentioned earlier by Rabbi David Shlita, I was a Talmud in Karen Biyavne many decades ago. I can say exactly when I was a Talmud in Karen Biyavne. During the famous Six-Day War, which led to the Yomi Rishalayim. I was asked to share some reminiscences, which I'd like to do, and then perhaps branch out a little bit. When I went to Karen Biyavne, it wasn't so popular... As a matter of fact, I went to what they called the junior year abroad. That was the abusag, the catalog. 
Not that you guys are here after high school. The junior year abroad, I was already at Talmud and the rough Shia. I was not happy when I went. What are you going to go? Why are you going to Israel? The Shia is better than my Shia, man. That's basically what he said to me. But I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't sad. I just wanted to be in Eretz Israel. I had uh, such a. But I was only here for one year. But it certainly was with the matter of it was transformative. The transformative year, the one year I spent in Karen Biavna in many, many ways. So I came, and I came, I remember when I, I came, I came off the plane, just to give you a Muslim. I was already, after two years of college, and I'd never been in a plane in my life. You can't, you think I'm coming from the dark ages. I'd never been in a plane, you know? 19 years old, never been on a plane. Okay. So I got on a plane. It was the end of Chodesh uh, Av, before El. I got there, and I come to Yerushalayim. My, my grandparents live there. And the is a tiny, tiny town. A small little town in Yerushalayim. It was, it was really... Many times you have there, but it was small, geographically small. And when you, um, you went to... I, I visited the Miri Yeshiva. I had a cousin there, Michaela. She was in the Miri Yeshiva at the time. I heard Reb Chaim and Reb Nochum. And he, he, he called a kilometer from the... That's the end. There's a big barbed wire fence. That's the border. No man's land. You can see the walls of the old city. But we felt like... Right? You'll see it, but you'll never get there. That was our mentality. Well, how are we going to get there? It's impossible to imagine us getting there. Right? You went by a beautiful year. I remember the Shana Muberis. We learned by Smada. Came Chodesh Nisan, they took us on some tours, Galil and the Negev a few days, and Yushalayim for a day, and they're showing us if you look from here, you can maybe see the Western Wall and that. Binoculars, uh, primarily hallucination or wishful thinking. We thought we'd never see it. So that year, something amazing happened. On Heir, which is Yom Atzmaut, Israel would simply have a military parade, which they got from the communists. You know, the Israel, a lot of communists in Israel at the time. And the communist government on May Day, which would march all their fancy military hardware in the streets of Moscow, and the Israelis in the streets of Tel Aviv. Not for years. That year, the Prime Minister, Eshkol, had some, what came over him, lay Melochim Yad Hashem, to make the parade in Yerushalayim. Yeah, Yerushalayim. It was sheer madness. You're flying planes a kilometer from the border. Tanks. Crazy. Well, Nasser, who led the Arab world, took umbrage and blockaded the Straits of Tehran down under down the Gulf of Aqaba. Eilat was therefore blockaded, which is an act of war in international law. And they start squeezing and they took, I think, 100,000 troops amassed at the border. Even though there was a United Nations stationed there to protect us, when Nasser told them to leave, they left! Can you imagine? That's what they had for Texas. They left. They weren't like Sichon from the Rashi. Anyway, so um, it, was a, it was a big squeeze. It was really very dangerous. People were very scared, very frightened. I was in Karambiyam at the time, and we didn't know what it was. It's dangerous. What were we going to do? Three weeks of tension ensued, and on Three weeks after Yom Atzmud, on Chavav year, which was a Monday that year, the Israelis just couldn't, was being suffocated. They took their whole air force, 
you know, in a, in a wager, they flew the whole air force beneath the radar, beneath the radar, and destroyed the entire Egyptian air force on the ground. That's the biggest miracle, Chavav Beir. And then they pushed into the Sinai, but we had the air control of the air, so it was a fundamentally successful um, campaign with some casualties, of course, unfortunately. But we controlled the sky, so we were, they, they were able to push forward. That was number one. Number two, Israel begged Jordan not to attack us. We had to, we had to take care of, of Egypt, and Egypt was aligned with Syria. We didn't need a three-front war. But Jordan they intercepted the phone call between King Hussein and Nasser, where, Hussein, where Nasser tells them, basically, we say every morning, Omar Oyev Eredov Asik Achalik Shalom. A march in Tel Aviv, and you'll come and join the join the fray and split the spoils. We'll divide, we'll dismember the Israeli the state of Israel, the Jewish state, and we'll split it up 50-50. The amazing thing is, as amazing it was that Eshkol decided to uh, make a new Shalim, which precipitated this whole crisis. Hussein believed Nasser, which is out of character. He, he was a very conservative monarch. He started attacking us. Had to quickly redeploy the troops. We're all amassed on Sinai, and send a bunch of them back to Jerusalem to protect us from the enemy. They're not much attacking us. And, uh, it, was a, it was a terrible threat. But Hashem was good to us, and in the campaign in the Sinai, in three days they reached the Suez Canal. Three days, six day war in three days already. The Shalim was much tackier. Mishalayim, they weren't prepared. They had a few weeks to prepare this. They, they, they were sure they didn't think that Hussein would be silly enough to attack us, but he did. They quickly had to get troops to Mishalayim. They had no maps. They didn't know where they were going. It's Arab territory. No one's been there for 19 years. They Mamish didn't know where they were going. There were many casualties. I, think on the, I believe on the, the, the main day of fighting was today. Today. Chav Zayin. Tuesday that year. Chav Zayin, it was the main day of, I was told, the 100 casualties fell that day. Including the tour guide, who was Yossi. He, you read the books. His orphan was the Shabbos before, and Nebuchadnezzar was killed on that day. And we went to the Shlom, he was a Shalavim Talmud. We spent two weeks with him. Now we went to Amazingly, this is Ashkar Kapad, they read the books. But it was so dark, it was so, they didn't know where they were going, they made a wrong turn. Because they made a wrong turn, they did not succeed as night fell in encircling the city of Rishalai. That was their stated goal. Encircle the city, you know, and then we can go in. They did not succeed. Yad Hashem! Yad Hashem. The Jordanian. They were the best troops because they were trained by the British and they still had the British armor 19 years later. Crack troops. But they saw they're going to get encircled and they're going to all who knows what's going to be they will all die. They made a Vayivrach. That Tuesday night they all retreated to the other side of the Jordan River. So the next epic battle that was being prepared that next morning in Chav Yom was a walk, a cakewalk. There was no troops there. They all left. Had they encircled them, there would have been pitched battles to, to them to get out. Who knows what would happen? The entire Six Day War had 685 casualties. That was the number that sticks in my head. 
which is terrible. Every single yishu, every single year is a holy neshama. But think about it, six days of war. The numbers are so so small compared to other wars. Anyway, it was really so. In three days, we not only went to Suez, we were also at the Jordan River. Why is it a six day war? The United Nations. You read the books. They were so silent when we were being strangled to death. Strangled. Not a word. They, they, the troops withdrew. No protest, nothing. The Yidin were panicked. You were in America at the time. The Yidin were in total panic in America. I think worse than Israel. Everyone was going into the subways, throwing out bags full of money. Everyone was just throwing money in there to buy, buy guns. They told me not a Holocaust. It was that. It was not long after the Holocaust. 1967. All the survivors were there and then the relatives... I was in Karabiyavna, so I, we were scared. <laughs> scared. The second day of the war, Tuesday, you understand what happened. The Israeli radio said nothing. They're just playing military music. And the Arab radio is saying we're marching Tel Aviv. And the, the British BBC, they picked up from the Arabs, and they're, and they're saying they're marching Tel Aviv. We looked out the window in Karabiyavna, and they weren't marching. we didn't see anybody marching. But we didn't, we didn't know what to make of it. You know, you have to pass Karabiyavna to get to Tel Aviv. Fishachov. Whatever. The second day of the war on Tuesday morning with Pesuka de Zimra, and the alarm, the air raid sorry, goes off. We scurry to the Miklat. That Miklat was, was brand new. That building, I think they called the Sheraton. It was, it was, it was dedicated my year, and uh, that's where it was. That chakras was like Neelium Kippur Plus. We hear the alarm, air raid goes off. They say they're marching on Tel Aviv. Israeli radio says nothing. We are wearing the we, we don't know what's going on. What turned out was a single Iraqi plane flew over Netanya, dropped one bomb, never one woman, instead of going to the cloud, one of the porch was killed by the shrapnel. And the whole town, the city, the country from Haifa to Beersheba went down. We didn't know. Air raid. Okay, so we got up and we got back to Mesmenvish. But Tuesday evening, it doesn't sound right. They're marching to Aviv. We don't understand what's going on over here. The next morning we wake up, unbelievable. It's, it's, it's historic. Hakotel biadenu, harabayit biadenu, and Rabbi Gordon is blowing the chauffeur with a safer Torah. It's mind boggling. It's mamish mind boggling. So today, that originally, the Dayan, who was the main general with the, you know, with, the, with, the, with the patch on his eye, he didn't want to go into, into the old city for two reasons. One, it would be a bloody battle with the Jordanian elite troops. They're fighting on their home base. And two, they're going to, the Goyim will say, take over our holy sites. And they're going to hold a major jihad against us. So the way I, I was just t- saw today, the cabinet overruled Moshe Dayan that night because Begin and Yigal alone, right on the left, said you have to, this is an opportunity once in, a, in a history to take this old city. You can't just not do it now. And the other nace was that the Arabs all ran away that night. So it was a cakewalk instead of a fierce pitched battle. Everything's be a denim. We would just we just couldn't believe it. So why is it a six day war? All of a sudden, after three days, the United Nations wakes up. Jews are winning. We got to stop this war quick. And all of a sudden, come, all of a sudden, they're meeting. And it was garnished until then. They have to stop the war, the fighting, and then Israel wants to make sure they take, take care of everything now. They're stalling. On Friday, again, Yom Rishon was over here. Wednesday, by Friday, which is the fifth day of the war, a ceasefire will go into effect 6 p.m. on Saturday. 
Rabbi Goran Ashif, Rabbi Paskind, Ad Ridita. You can fight Friday night when you take the goal on heights. That's a tough battle. Oh, they were on top, we're on the bottom, another Rashi and Chumash. That's a tough. Oh, they with casualties, they went up Friday night and they started to move. They moved up till 6 p.m. They got where they, where they stopped, that's where the border is right now. Yeah? That's why it's hence a six day war. This is in the flows. All right, the war's done. But now we, we want to get opportunity to get to see, you know, to be by the, the whole city, to be to see the, the, the holy wall. So the army has to clean up so many 19 years worth of barbed wire and mines and tanks. We're going to open it a week later, the morning of Shavuos. As you know, this year, Yom B'Shav is tomorrow, Monday, tomorrow. Shavuos is exactly a week later. So Shavuos, you understand that the whole yeshiva was basically empty. Everyone was put into the army. The only day the Americans were there and the first two Israelis. So we're going to have a uh, Mishmar and Eichel Shlomo on King George Street, which is a mile from the border. The view is a kilometer, so it's a mile. Not much more. Uh, maybe even less. You go down Agron, you know, and you, I, I, think it's, I think it's less than a mile from where the border was, you know, with the barbed wire. So we had a, a Mishmar there all night. In those years, there was no uh, daylight savings in Israel. So we were seeking the sun was for something. Shavuos, it was a late year, very late. It was, it was late, middle of June, and uh, the sun rose at four something. We figured we'll be the first ones out. We'll dive in Shachos to create the Torah, because we know if there's forum in the, the, the new world, we didn't know. And we'll figure we'll be the first ones out, five o'clock in the morning. Come five, the place is so crowded. And there were police barricades stopping you every hundred yards. And we're dancing down to the coast of Lamaro. Samach, Hadari's I was leading the march. And uh, I'll never forget those Nigunim they were singing. Unbelievable. But that's just the Nigunim. The Achtas. Rabbi Miller Shlita was with, with, was with me. He was in America. He came, he went against traffic. He came to Israel during the war. Right before the war to help. People were running away for their lives. He came to his great credit. He was working at the Kibbutz Yavna just to, just to help out. There. There was, there, there, no, the farmers were all in, in the front. I, I, I helped, the, helped the war effort. The pictures of us in a movie called Survival 67. I think I'll see the movie. I said you're in the movies. It's a kosher movie, I think. And we're dancing. On one side, Rabbi the Hasidim with their yellow kapotas, uh, you know, the bekashes with the stripe with the white socks. On the other side is a secular Jew, bareheaded with a camera over his shoulder. Uh, that's it together. The, the, it was unbelievable. So we got, the Israeli army was very smart. The, the, as soon as they conquered, the, the, the war was over, they blew up the whole, all the houses in the, in the Rachvat, we called it Rachvat Akoto. They wouldn't have blown it up that day. Oh, you can't touch it. The Arabs are living there for 19 years. I said, Jewish quarter. I blew the whole place up. You come there, it's huge. It's muddy on the bay. But, and what do we say in Shavuos? We never thought, we, we thought we wouldn't, and our children, and our grandchildren would ever get into Zion. Zion is the old city. And all of a sudden, we're there. But of course, Lama Rabbi, Davni Musaf, mind-boggling. No one wanted to leave. 
So the policeman says, you got to leave. If they, how long are you going to stay? There are people behind you. Oh, we go back. Can't go back that way. You guys, can't. Only one way back. Through the shook. Don't you do that. Through the shook. I, I remember like yesterday. We're going through the shook and the Arabs are cowering. Cowering. I was a scorny little kid. They were afraid of me. Ridiculous. I never saw it in my life. That was too dangerous. But that was that was that was, that was unbelievable. And it took us all over the place with Tulim, Kaverach, Masnach Pela. More to be said about that parsha, but I want to branch out to some other things. So therefore, Yom Yerushalayim, to me, is a very special day. Uh, I remember four years ago, when it was the 50th anniversary, I spoke about ten places. I'm like the Purim room. You know, one, one day a year, I, 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 I have what to say. So, um, those are my experiences. And many other details I'm leaving out. It was a very exhilarating uh, time. We thought Mashiach was coming. We thought Mashiach was coming. Achdos and this. Unfortunately, but they do say that the Balchuva movement started there. That, that, that's what they say, the sociologists say. There were no Balchuvas before that. Oh, very few. Because there's the Jewish identity. Everywhere, everywhere in the world, even by the Goyim. Remember, on the way back from Eretz Yisrael, we went to stop by Rome, and they see we're wearing yarmulkes, and they go, give me the horns, go like this, V for victory. We were the favorites of the world. You know, the little David that conquered Goliath, they wanted to kill us all, Namish. We survived, we even... Let us change this then. But that was a very heady days. This was a, the, the Six-Day War, the Omi Rishalayim, the Shavuos, which is just an, an incredible, incredible experience. Many things have changed. Now the world has turned against us. You can no longer walk freely in those cities Shechem and Chevron, the Nefishi Rotzchem, even the Shukir. So they're, they're riding last night, I saw some of the, 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 the Things have changed. And the world has, uh, in general has turned against us to a large extent. Because we were too successful. What lessons what should we take from these events? So Rav Sraida Blitzky, one of the great Mekubalim who passed away last year from B'nai Brak, was a Haredima ode. He has a piece complaining why the general population of his group does not do anything to mark the incredible salvation of the Six-Day War. Forget Yom Yerushalayim. If he wouldn't have conquered Yerushalayim. They wanted to kill us all. We were saved. That he should say Hallel. Doesn't understand it. You don't want to say hello, say different to him. You don't want Chav Chesia, make it Chav Zion here, Rosh Chodesh. They say Abchaim Shmulev, it said in Chav Zion, because that Tuesday, that difficult day, a shell hit the Mir Yeshiva by the Balonim and didn't explode. This is in a force. Make it Rosh Chodesh if you want. Something. So the Blitzky bemoans the fact that nothing is being done. Even though there's so many Purims in our in our uh, history, Purim Frankfurt it gives it. 
was celebrated by the Chassam Sof, was born in Frankfurt, more than 100 years later after the event. What event? There was a non-event. There was a rumor that there'd be a pogrom on Tess Oder. The day came and passed, no pogrom. Purim Frankfurt, celebrated for over a century by people who were just born there, not there anymore. He says there, not poetically, compared to, to what they wanted to kill us, they wanted to kill every Jew, and he uses his words, like in Auschwitz and Treblinka and Majdanek. That's what he writes. Every Jew they wanted to kill. They said it. They, they, they didn't mince words. He said, compared to what ha- the threat of last year, he's writing a year later, all the Purims of Frankfurt and Tveria, etc., etc., are like a Purimspiel compared to what happened last year. He said, nothing. He's very upset. He says, we have to get together. He dabrut mikol achugim. Everyone has to get together. But they haven't gotten together yet. Unfortunately, Yom Atzvot, Yom Yerushalayim, Many Yomatsmut, you'll say it's an Israeli state, you don't like the state. No new state was established. All that was established was we got the coastal Marami. You don't like the coastal Marami? You know that? <laughs> you were threatened to be killed, you were saved. But you know, I understand why. The powers that be are fearful that if they'll celebrate Yom Yerushalayim, it'll lead people to become Zionists or something like that. You know, That's their thinking. And from their vantage point, it's correct. So, just Chaval Rabbi Dabliski writes. It's, it's, it's terrible. Okay. Um, that's my uh, experience. But I feel I must say a few words about the more, much more recent tragic events that took place 10 days ago. Is there a Gemara Sukkah in the room? I want to speak a few minutes. I know I, have, I will end by 12.45. Don't worry. We know the Rambam tells us in Luchos Tanis, it's the same Rambam I've been quoting so many times in the, during the COVID tragedy, that if a tragedy befalls Klai Yisrael, we are required to do tshuva. If you don't do tshuva, chas v'sholem, because the post we read yesterday, and tell him we carry I, I'll go by Hamas, it's going to get worse. It's Midas Aksarius, writes the Rambam. Why is it cruelty? Because you're causing more grief. Thank you, sir. Causing more grief to Klai Yisrael. You're causing more grief. So, we have to look in. What should we do? So the first thing we have to do is not to do dangerous things. Turns out it was a dangerous situation. They, they said that two hours before the tragedy, people were warning them it's dangerous, it's crowded. Uh, so you have to try to avoid danger. That's number one. Number two, in my view, again, I'm only speaking for myself, I can't... Uh, my rebellion were very much against uh, pinpointing reasons for tragedies. But we have to still do tshuva. That, uh, you just have to. So in my perspective, the proper tshuva should be what I call by Lachavera. These are the words of the Kliyakar. You read it yesterday. The Radaf Olsam Kol Ola Nidaf Venasu Menusas Chera Venafu Vein Rodef. The Kosh Luish Biachet. Says the Kliyakar. P. 
Pirud Levavas Hamatzib Yisrael Yosem Mikol Umos. The divisiveness is even more than the Goyim. Eschem Ezara Bagoyim. Kimizorash Ein Achas Dvuka Bechaverta. You know the Zor. One of the Lechem Shabbos is Zor. Winnowing. You just spread out. No one touched. No grain of wheat touched any other grain. Yisrael be also in Beretz Ayvayim. Befuradim Ishmi Alachiv. I b'derech ha'golim l'nachem ze'azet. Yisrael Adam came. Befuzarim befuradim afiyosim begolim. Listen to the words. It's scary. Scary. I'm afraid to even translate. V'chol echad dochev ez chavero. B'chez chasayat. I was pushing everyone else. To push him aside. This goal, this to fall on him. It's just too mind boggling. Ish but more than that, more than that, you have to worry about the Eden. He's rode as chavero la koso b'shut l'shono. He doesn't mean you kill him. You the l'shono about him. That's what it means. To be so careful not to do anything to hurt another Jew. L'shono etc. He said it's terrible. He likes when his son friend fails. Ah, oh, you know, I can say bad about that. It's as sweet as honey. This alone causes the extension of our exile. The Yom of the Talmud of the Morali Prague. Whole story about it, but not for now. It's Yerushalmi, really. Yerushalmi says in Tanis, Kol Dorosh lo nivne beis hamiglish biyorav ki luchore biyomav. What does that mean? If we would correct the sin of sin aschina, the miglish would be rebuilt. That hasn't been rebuilt is because we haven't corrected that sin. We haven't corrected that sin. This caused a terrible tragedy, a terrible tragedy which transpired. I was trying to give uh, a mushal. What do you have such a. Everyone quoted the Pasuk in Echa. Nefach le'evel From dancing suddenly until Evel. That's a Pasuk in Echa. What do you have in the Chumash? I had only one precedent for it. That is the Pesukim in Pasha Shmini. It says as follows: The shechina comes down. Everyone is ecstatic. Everyone's down. It's crying all of a sudden. There too, if you look in Chazal, the claim is that the none of an avu, the kandem adrega. Well, lack of the bin of the chaver. They didn't consult each other. They didn't want to get married. They, they wanted to lead the people. All kinds of bin of the chaver is the most important thing that I think we have to do tshuva for. This is not to say 
They should stop learning. Oh, that's not what I came to tell you. You should all be learning about Smada, and you should stay until the end of this month. There's no need to go home the day before this month is over. When I was here, I didn't leave until the middle of the end, end of July. I confess, with Shabbat Thomas. But there was, it was a very late year. But the Rashi that I left at fundraising was, it was, it was a, there's no reason to come run home. If you run home, come to learn. Marsha Cole, if you want to come. That, that, uh, as we heard from Rabbi David before, it's a good place to learn. But Eretz Yisrael is the best place to be. But Afal Piquet, despite your primary um, dedication to Torah, should not forget anything about the idea of Benadam Lachaveru. You know, it was a difficult, difficult, tragic event it took place in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Miron. As the, uh, some of the people said, or my son said it, he said in Mashashana, Choboy Olam Orlam Vnachivne Maron. What's Maron? You look at Rashi and Mesechta, there's only Sukkah. Look at Rosh Hashanah. There's a, a single file mountain pass. Single file. Everyone passes through. It's not a talk about where it's found, that expression. Unfortunately, the Kodesh Baruch was a very good traffic cop. All human beings in the globe, all the billions, can pass through in one day, maybe in a few hours in the morning, to be judged. But here, the Bnei Miron, they couldn't get through that narrow pass and they stampeded and Shemir what happened. And when did it happen? Happened at Lag Omer, as we know, the yard side of Rabbi Shemir Bayochoi, the Yulu the Rashbi. It's hard to understand. It's such a, a holy day, such a holy man, such a holy place. We, don't, we, we, we can't understand it. Only the Kaddish Baruch Hu understands it. We will never understand it. Don't even attempt to do it. Can't. The... I want to talk about Rav Shimba Yochoi, but I see I'm not going to have time. If you look at the Gemara, and the Gemara Sukkot told us about Rav Shimba Yochoi, and he was able to achieve atonement for the entire world of his time, together with his son, the entire world, from the beginning of time till his time, and with Yosem, Ben Uziyo, the entire world till Mashiach comes. What's Yosem Ben Uziyo? Because although he was de facto king for seven years, Uziyo was father at Saras, he never put on the crown. He was careful about his kibbutz and kibbutz melech. What's that doing The answer is a benadol lachaveru. He be the greatest benadol lamakom. No benadol lachaveru doesn't work. Rabbi Kiva, the great Rabbi Shimachoy is a rabbi. It was 24,000 people this time because they didn't look over the cover of And what did he do? The Medrash says in Parshas, Chayesar, I believe it is, that he brought in seven Talmudim, Mars five. Rav Shimba Yechoi was certainly one of them. And he said, they were Enot Sarah Bechai, they, they, they begrudged people. They, they, we said before, like the Kliyaka said, he's successful, I'm, I'm upset, not only in money, but in Torah also. Don't repeat their mistakes and go out and learn, and they spread Torah throughout the world. Rabbi Kiva said it. 
perhaps after the tragedy of, of, of his students passing away. The next group of students are much smaller, but more attuned to Menam Lachavera, Kane Ereli. Therefore, after end, I only have three, four minutes. Back to Yerushalayim. Now, the word Yerushalayim is a compound word. The Medrash tells us that Hashem didn't know what to do, Kabayachal. Should I call the city Yireh? Avraham Avinu said, Hashem Yireh. Or should I call the city Shalem? Umalki Tzedek, Shem Benoach, Melech Shalem. So the Medrash has a funny expression. Hashem said, if I call it Yireh, so then Shem Benoach will have complaints. If I call it Shalem, Avraham Avinu will complain. I'll, I'll put it together and call you Yerushalayim. It's a word play. It's a word play. What, what's this mean? So look at the Meshachach, when Pasha's Vayera, on the Hashem uh, Yireh, the end of Vayera. He says like this. A capital city, Rabbi Osai, represents the main motif of an individual's life. Shem Benoach, this was the deluge, the Mabul, it was a disaster. We know the two terrible Averis, it's Arias and Gzalim. With not moral people. He set out to make the world a better moral place. And he called his capital city Shalem. It should be Shlemes, Benoma Chaveru. He was quite successful. Years later, Avram Avinu comes on the scene. They forgot about God. His job in life is Hashem Yireh. He comes, eats, eats by him a meal. Thank you, Avram. No, don't thank me. Thank Hashem. Who's Hashem? The biggest cure of organization in history. Avram and Sarah. Shemis Baruch says, I can't call it one or the other. I have Tainus. What do you mean, Tainus? You forgot about my life mission? I'll call it Yerushalayim. Call it Yerushalayim means, in order for the city to survive, you must excel in both the Yireh and the Shalim. After Yerushalayim, Menom Lechavera. And twice it went down the city. Two times. The first time they lacked the Yireh, the Zavod Zara. Look at Sefer Malachim. The second time, it was not about Azara. What was the problem? What's the, what's the problem? Sinas Chinam. Each time it went down. The Gemara Yuma says, well, which one is worse? Bira Tochiach. You read in Parshas, yesterday's Parshas Bechul Kosai. There'll be a 70 years of Golas to come back for the 70 Shemitahs. And they did come back. Even though the Averis were about Azara and, and, and even Gili Arias. The, se- the second Megdash was much. All has all has a mere sin as chinam. That's worse. If you don't correct that sin, then as the Kliyaka said, no better Megdash. That's why that Yerushalayim, the first day we went down the Shavuos, everyone's together. We thought Mashiach was coming. Unity didn't last. Apparently, we unified in tremendous ex- exaltation on that Shavuos and a terrible tragedy. If you saw what happened after Miron, everyone came together from all different groups, etc., etc. You know what? I'll end with this. The summer we're going to experience two fast days: Tzomer Aviv and Tzomer Hamishi. Shabbos and Betamaz and Tishro. There are two more. Yeh lebeis Yehuda lesosn lesimcha mamadim tovim. One day I become yontif, but haemes vashalom mehavu. The Radak explains only if you have both MS and Shalom. What is MS? MS is Hashem Yireh. MS is the absence of Avodah Zorah. If you learn Sukkot Sanhedrin, and the second base of Migdash was dedicated, they prayed to get out a bit of Avodah Zorah, and the lion came out, 
אמס צנן. שחוסמה של הקדוש ברוך הוא אמס. But the problem of the second message was shalom. There was a lack of shalom. If you want to rebuild the base of you have to have both. Emes and Shalom Ahom. You, Tamidim, are such fortunate individuals. You're able to learn in the holy city of Yerushalayim, carefree, with no other distractions. Take advantage of every moment. At the same time, be mindful, very mindful, of the Beinar Lachavero aspect. That is where the chance of bringing us to Geula is even greater. Wish you all a happy Yom Yerushalayim, a successful last month, whatever, I'm using the word month only as an approximation, to be mar, but not to be mamai. You should learn as much as you can, stay as long as you can. And who wants to come to Mar Shakola, speak to Rabbi Yud, Rabbi Moblowski, veterans of our group, they'll tell you how to do it. It's very crowded, so you want to get in after, although maybe Arya Yud can get them in, maybe. Okay? Thank you for listening, Rabbi Osai. I'm going to come down to lunch, so I'll be able to close.